there's always a waiting moment before uh, the cavalry alive, arrives. For the people on YouTube and Spotify, whoever doesn't watch this live, you can pirate this if you want to. I don't mind. Sundays are special days for me. I get to decompress just for a moment. So as if um, all the exhaustion, you know, builds up. It all builds up for this Sunday, and then it comes out. Sometimes I slur my words a little bit. Sometimes I just feel like relaxing. And in the evening I begin my work again. Patch 11.13. It's a bigger revamp to the game. There's a lot of potential in this patch. It will most definitely make games even more snowball-y than they are currently. Which is exciting. Hey, Crepo. I'll give you some VIP, man. Boom. Crepo's a homie. Match 11.13. That excites me. I think... Hullbreaker is not super interesting as an item. It's it's cool that it's cost efficient without the active. But yeah, I'm not so sure about it. Anathema's chains. Anathema is that how you say it? Anathema's chains. Also a very interesting item. I'm most excited about the extra gold on the tier twos. I've been a large proponent of curb stomping your enemy, and that's going to make it easier. Do you think that Anathema can kick out Lulu Kog from the meta? Well, it is very powerful in the sense that it reduces 30% damage regardless of the damage source, whether it's magic or physical, which makes it very potent against a champion that has mixed damage, right? So there is an argument for Kogma being weaker. But yeah, I shouldn't reveal too much. Let's talk LEC. First, I just wanted to show you guys a video that made me laugh. This video made me laugh. Uh, just a short clip. But I'd share. Made me laugh. You guys are welcome to laugh too, or think that I'm an asshole, because I think this is right in between there. Just double check that I have noise. I don't know why I said go sound noise. Let's check this out. And the way this book came about is because my dad passed away about a year ago and I had a box of what what nigga you laughing? I don't If I was Asian I'd make white it just it just cracks me up. And <laughs> <laughs> I 
forgive me forgive me like it's it's pretty pretty fucked up to laugh you know but like Darnell is is hilarious he's a funny guy right and uh, his mannerism and the way he says it it's like I don't know it's like jokes aren't about the jokes you know jokes is all about delivery like shitty jokes with good delivery can just be great jokes there's like this um it was this joke what's his name uh the professor of logic this is joke and it is joke rogan there's every day i meet somebody new you know this city's great so just listen to this neighborly people you know I did meet one neighbor, interesting story, you know, uh-huh. that uh, this guy, he just moved in, you know. Just listen to this. So I'm always one to, to meet the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. You like to chat with the neighbors. Yeah, yeah because, you know, so uh, I, uh, I went over to the guy, I knocked on the door, next door to where I live, uh-huh. and I say to the guy, I said, hey, I'm your new neighbor, you know, and I said, uh, good to see you, you know, nice to, nice to run into you, you know, uh, welcome to the, the neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, I said, what do you do for a living there, sir? You know, if you don't mind me asking. You know, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a uh, nightclub comic, I tell the guy. So he says to me, he says, I'm a, I work down at the University of uh, Science there. He says, I'm a, uh, I'm a, um, that's, profe- a good, that's a good school, by the way. <laughs> I can't remember the exact place. But, uh, he says, I, uh, I'm a professor of logic. So I says to the guy, he says, logic, now what the hell is that? I never heard tell of that. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, well, he says it's a, a kind of a pattern of uh, a syllogistic, uh, well, he says it's hard to explain. He says, uh, uh, why don't I give you an example? <laughs> so I said, fair enough, why don't you do that? So the guy says, well, he says, let me ask you a question. He says, do you own a doghouse? So I go, yes, I do. He says, well, then that means you probably have a dog. I said, yes. He says, uh, well, that means you're likely you have a family if you have a dog. I said, yes, I do. He said, uh, well, then that means uh, you got uh, kids, you're married. I said, yes, yes, I am. He says, uh, well, then you're a heterosexual man. Mm-hmm. I said, yes, sir, I am. He says, well, you see, that's logic there. I, I asked if simply from finding out you had a doghouse, I made this series of inferences, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I, I found that you're a heterosexual man simply from the fact that you had a doghouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, good God, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I said, well, I won't waste any more of your time there, uh, neighbor. And I said, I'll see you. See you later. See you around. Okay. So uh, I, went, I said, come on, come by one day and have a, a chicken with me. So anyways, I left. <laughs> so I left. So I go, I go to get a bus, you know? to the bus stop uh-huh. and I, I i walk down to the bus stop and i'm still thinking about this thing that happened to me you know <laughs> and i'm standing at the bus and uh, uh uh no bus coming at all you know yeah. five or six of us standing around and uh <clears throat> one guy lights up a cigarette there and he goes he goes as soon as you light up a cigarette the bus comes and uh he smokes the whole <laughs> damn cigarette no bus comes. <laughs> right, right. so uh i said to the guy well that theory really worked huh <laughs> yeah. And the guy goes, well, sometimes it works. Anyways, the guy goes, uh, what's new with you? Mm-hmm. I go, well, I uh, had an interesting thing happen to me today. I said, I met my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, yeah? 
I go, he had a hell of an interesting job. They said he's a professor of logic down at the University of Science. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the guy says, so? He says, Lo uh, professor of logic. He goes, what the hell is that logic? I said, well, it's a series of scillas, something or other. Right, right. I said, I can't remember exactly, but I said, I'll give you an example if you want to hear an example. Yeah. So the guy goes, all right, fair enough. So I said, uh, let me ask you this. I said, uh, 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 do you, let me ask you a question. Do you own a doghouse? And the guy goes, uh, no, I don't own a doghouse. So uh, I says, the guy says, oh, yeah, you're one of them gays. <laughs> It's just like it's such a like it's such a silly joke. It's such a silly joke, and it's such a silly joke. And you can see the punchline coming from miles away, right? But it's just something about Norm Macdonald's delivery that is just fantastic. He has some weird ass jokes. Like this guy has the the weirdest jokes. That just, just because of how he delivers it, it just becomes amazing. It's, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. But anyhow. <laughs> Today I want to talk about veterans and rookies and the conversation of, you know, the decision makers in general. I'm... I don't want to stay here forever. I think it's, it's fine that we checked out two videos. Joey Diaz can wait for some other time. Uh, basically, you know, it's surprising to me that rookies have gotten so overhyped. And this is coming from a person that has been a very, very, you know, big advocate for rookies. And rookies are great. Don't get me wrong. Rookies are the future. They are. But I feel like something that is being missed very often. You know, the conversation of how long a career can be in esports, it can be very long. You know, I think people underestimate how long it can actually be. And, uh, think that the, the, the tragedy of the business sometimes is that people that are deserving of more get chewed up and spit out. Esports, you know, in, in every walk of life, if you're working for someone else, you're working for a company, you're working for a com company, they can always, you know, you, you're standing on a rug, you know, you're standing on the rug and the floor that you land on is whatever you have of yourself, right? It has happened to me. That happened to me uh, with Vitality, right? I put two and a half years of blood, sweat, and tears into a project. And um, they decided to go with Duke very late in November, which left me with very little options, right? And I was fortunate that um, I had uh, the sandbox opportunity and then, uh, of course, the Fnatic opportunity. Very fortunate, right? And uh, during that time, well, the only thing I did was improve the floor that I'm standing on because that is, you know... What is my own? I made YouTube content, I was streaming, and, and so forth. And any walk of life is brutal like that, unless you're working for yourself. And in esports, it's the same way. 
the key thing that people are missing when they, uh, well, people, I say, well, a lot of GMs, right? A lot of decision makers, the buzzword rookies, talent, you know, these are buzzwords that, you know, get very exciting for people, you know, and, and I worked, of course, I was excited about the Splice roster. I joined Splice or whatever they were called back then, team journalist. I, I, it was some stupid name. I joined Splice and uh, I worked with five rookies. I brought in Mickey X to the scene, another rookie, right? And, um, you know, with Vitality as well, Jizuki rookie, Attila rookie, Jackdaw rookie, Gilius Kawashad with experience. Yo, Yamaro, you are Lebanese or Israeli? No, I'm not. I am Palestinian. The key thing is, when you, gra- you, when you, when you introduce a rookie to the scene, right? What is your goal, right? It, it feels like people are, are, teams are bringing in rookies because they are hoping that this player is going to be the next Caps instantly. Right? He's just going to pop off, right? But the true purpose of thank you very much for your subscription. The the true purpose of a rookie is to build them into a veteran, right? The true purpose of a rookie is to build him into a veteran that will have a long career and will have, you know, uh, you know that 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 path of growth. And there are gems out there. For sure there are gems out there. There are definitely gems out there. And I think Rogue and Mad Lions are great examples of making commitments, you know, to players and sticking with them and investing in their growth. And it paid very well, right? At the same time, they brought in Han Sama, right? And Han Sama was a player that... Um, didn't have that much, you know, stock value because he was on that Misfits roster that collapsed, right? And there was a lot of, um, you know, bumps along the road, right? Should they have brought in a rookie over Hansama? No, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Hansama's had a lot of experience. He's a veteran, right? He's a good veteran. The difference between a bad veteran and a good veteran good veteran continues to grow, continues to become better, continues to improve upon himself, right? A bad veteran is stuck in his ways, had his, you know, building years shaped in a wrong way. Maybe his mentality is, you know, in the wrong place. Veterans can still, a lot of them can grow and become better, right? And some is very young, but, you know, age is really... A non-factor in a lot of cases. It really is a non-factor. The way I judge it is experience, right? You look at, look at the veterans of my team, right? Currently, they are in fantastic form, right? I have four veterans. And then Adam, of course, is, is, is the gem that we brought onto the team. And he's doing super well. And he's improving very fast. Mechanically, very talented. Has very good instincts for the game, right? But you can't say the same for a lot of the, the, the rookies that are being brought in to replace some veterans that have 
the innate ability still to improve and they've have a lot of experience to back that up right? and when I look at my players, you know, people talk about age. Like, Hillisang is 26, Lupo is 22, Upset is 21. And in terms of how they act, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm, oh, this is, uh, this is a thing that a 26-year-old does. This is a thing that a 26-year-old says. This is a thing that a 26-year-old, you know, perceives. And no, like, it, it doesn't function like this, right? The, the, the decay of our bodies is not so relevant in the context of esports. Maybe I got some of those ages wrong. So forgive me if you're listening, Bupo and Elias <laughs> and, and, and Hilly. But my point being is age is... Experience matters more, you know? Experience matters more. If if you go through three years of life and like three years of your esports career and you are rigid and you don't shape your mentality, it's going to be hard to 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 shape that and and change that. So you think there's a chance? There's a chance, Crapo. You and me, man, we're gonna conquer the world, right? We're gonna conquer the world. The point being is like the age is is really relevant in my eyes. No, I, I think it helps. For example, like I, I got good at league when I was a pro player. I became good at league. I remember I was playing against, uh, I remember Crepo, he was at, on La Gigi with, uh, with, with Freddy and all those homies. But, um, and um, the point being, like, I had a very good start on League of Legends because I started playing when I was like 15, 16. And on top of that, I played Warcraft 3. Played Warcraft 3 and contextually, like I played a lot of video games growing up. I, I played a lot of games growing up, so in the context of my experience, it was very helpful for me. I'm, I don't think someone that is 20 that play, never played video games in his life is just going to start playing League and become great. That, that is like contextual experience that isn't necessarily tied to age. It's more about like what did they spend their years on. It's the same in the context of, uh, uh, I believe the team is called Nongshin, right? They have Rich. He played Heroes of the Storm. He was faker of Heroes of the Storm, went over to League. He's a rookie, but in, in a sense, you know, he has very, very good and valid experience so in the conversation of age and the impact of age on players i think it's very very exaggerated but the but for me the purpose of a rookie is to bring him in and to challenge the the, the top three right of, of what the, the the region has to offer right that's the purpose i agree with that purpose and that's the, the idea but the second purpose is also to make this player into a strong veteran of the scene and make his career long and, you know, support that longevity. If you look at the players, let's say, uh, let's say the most, most the, the strongest veterans, right? The strongest veterans of the scene are 
continuously improving. They're continuously improving. Elisang, improving. Great fucking form. Improving. He's on a path of improvement. A path of growth. Upset. Improving. Improving immensely. These two together, what a fucking duo. They make each other so much better. Wipo, improving. Man played his rookie year, the World Finals, 2018. Incredible, right? Incredible. Niski, veteran, improving. This guy is working his ass off. The point being, you know, in the conversation of some of these players, right? Let's say Nuktak, right? People are giving Nuktak shit, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people are giving Nuktak shit. Nuktak is by far the best performer in Excel. By far. People are giving him shit, right? People are giving him shit. It's like, hey, he's taking up a spot of a rookie. What? Nuktak is a legend of the game. A legend of the game. He has consistently challenged the top spots. His love for the game is unmatched. People are giving him shit. The community is lost. Very, very lost. Same thing with Kabushat. This guy, like Kabushat, when we were working, working together, me and Kabo, back to back, this guy is... In, in the conversation of being the best top player in LEC. And he's been around the block, experienced, still actively fucking improving. He gets put into a, an environment that doesn't function for him, right? It doesn't function for him. It doesn't work for him. And um, all in all, his performance becomes weaker. It's the same when, when players, some players go to North America, generally speaking, their performance becomes weaker. I know a lot of people are going to bring up the, the, the conversation of Coach JJ, right? And he's, you know, Coach JJ is quite the outlier when it comes to performance in North America, right? In, in the same way, you know, you plant a seed, how that seed is cultivated and how it's watered and how the sun lands on that plant decides how it grows some plants don't grow in certain environments right and the same way players in certain environments are going to be better and worse but players don't suddenly turn bad sometimes motivation dies right sometimes motivation dies sometimes you know the goals that you set are going to be very different from the ones that um, you set perks is an interesting conversation if Perks had an opportunity to come back to Europe, if GMs are going to look at his performance in North America and say, yeah, this guy is not good, that's a joke. Because this guy has the pedigree. He has the years behind him of great fucking performance. And that's the thing that is constantly missed. Nukduk, he has played multiple finals. He has made many teams deadly due to his presence in the game. Lemon Dogs. That was a team that was widely driven by, by Nuktak. And I can say that with good authority, authority because I was around. I was their sub. 
you know Nuktak I played with him right I played with him we played in a bunch of teams together he was supposed to come with me to team solo Mepti when he turned 17 he's going to be our top laner I was the AD carry he was also considered for the super role me and him played bot lane together we were annihilating everybody right we were annihilating absolutely everybody And now Nuktak is take, stealing a spot of someone? <laughs> a joke. Kabashad not being in LEC? Joke. Perks, people saying that Perks has fallen off due to him being worse in a certain environment is also a joke. Point being is, there are some veterans out there that are above the rest. And that bar for those veterans that bar for those veterans yeah K-Corp is fucking smart for picking up Kabushat brilliant K-Corp is the gold standard you know point being is the whole point that I wanted to make with this conversation is you bring in rookies because you want them to become those veterans you know you want them to become legends of the game that's the point not because you throw them in there give them one split and then you throw them out right you don't bring in rookies because they're going to be more susceptible to to coaching or whatever no you don't bring in rookies for that i think gms are GMs all over the world are, are dizzy. GMs listen to Reddit. Reddit listens to streamers and the casters. And in that, good opinions are often missed. And I don't, I don't blame content creators. I don't blame content creators at all. Because there's a certain... Thank you very much for your subscription. There's a certain element... There's a certain element of... As a content creator, you're faced with this dilemma. Thank you so much for your subscription. I appreciate it. I think I need to mute it because you guys are... Uh, giving a lot of money today. More than usual. I wish I could mute it, but I don't know how. I don't blame content creators, right? Because people are attracted to negativity. People are attracted to sensationalism. People are attracted to, you know, crap. <laughs> what I deem as crap. And uh, that's okay. I don't blame the fans. I don't blame the content creators. They are doing what's good for them. Mute button in Streamlabs event. Streamlabs event. What the hell is Streamlabs event? I'm a terrible streamer. I'll just remove the alert box. And that's, that's the way. And don't get me wrong. I, I don't blame fans for just regurgitating opinions. And I don't blame content creators for, you know, being very sensational in the way. Because this is what people want. 
often it's often hilarious the conversation of you know um it's very hilarious how the conversation of yeah the the big streamers are so toxic but yo they they realize the, the viewers have all the power in the world <laughs> that, that's what it is viewers have all the power and viewers are swarming to the more you know punchy streamers and that's okay point being is i think gms should be able to sep separate themselves from that gms should be able to gms should understand the game gms should understand players she GMs should do more than just look at what Reddit does, you know? Why do you think Niski is so underrated? Now I think, you know, we have big personalities on the team and um, Niski is not someone that necessarily cares too much about the spotlight. And um, I think Niski is a player that, you know, the, the community sentiment around him, you know, has been shaped over the years of his career. And I can admit as well that, that years ago that I had, uh, you know, not, not the best opinion of, of Niski. But the man has continued to reshape himself. He has continued to grow. He has continued to improve. And that to me is what you want from a player, right? There are, and then to circle back to why we're having this conversation. You bring up a rookie because your hope is for him to become one of these top veterans. What are these top veterans? My four boys, top veterans. All G2 players, top veterans. Right? Now, my Lions players also turning into top veterans. You know? We have Armut, right? Elioya came in. The idea is not to replace Elioya the moment there's a new rookie, no? The idea is to keep him around and put him on that list of top veterans in the region. Same thing for Adam. Our goal is to make Adam into a veteran that is going to have longevity in his career. And the idea of him being a rookie is just what it is, right? And Adam has the same vision. Adam has the potential. And he's going to make it happen. Only him. Yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam. So looking back at... Um, our weekend of play. I am uh, very happy that we won. There was um, some things that we could have done a lot better. You know, there was uh, mistakes that we did in both games. You know, there was uh, a very exciting team fight. I will just pull that up because uh, it's, it's a fun one. So let's just watch it together. And I'm going to pull that up, make this a little bit bigger. Boom. It's a little bit bigger. Wow, the screen is so big. Make it a little bit smaller, maybe. Boom. Boom. And then you can do this. 
Alright, let's take a look at this. So the superstar of this team fight honestly was Niski. And Niski smurfed this really hard. So Niski because imagine in a world in a world where Niski loses 1v1 and it's very plausible very possible that he loses 1v1 this is a Blade of Ruin King uh, Viego, right? he flashes the R and then he just uh, stalls time and then bonks him really huge imagine Viego wins that one he's gonna circle around here with with the Silas and uh, maybe uh, it could go to shit but yeah I thought it's crazy that G2 takes this fight in the first place um, let's be honest um, they, they, they can't really fight ever don't you think this game was won at draft yeah but they, they had some opportunities uh, to, to win this game. Uh, the podcast didn't focus on Niski's fight because why would they? There's, there's, there's eight players fighting here. Of course, they're going to focus on that. Is the double clap still a thing in the team? Yeah, of course. Double clap is a part of our ritual. Let's put this away. Ellis and Nemesis said it was a bad draft for Fnatic. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, you know, my, my hope was to play G2 at their fullest form. I think G2 has a lot more to offer. Uh, I don't know what's going on internally for them. Uh, but, you know, if I am to speculate, I'm, this is just purely speculation. It's just that, you know, sometimes dynamics have, they, they kind of run their course. They run their course. It happened in Splice. We worked two years together. I left after the third split. Because our dynamic had run its course. And some of the mistakes that you do and some of the things that you dislike about people, those things become accentuated. Is that the word? Accentuated meaning that they become exaggerated. The analogy I always like to use is if you put your hand over a smooth surface and there's a small crack, small crack as you touch the surface that is so smooth 99% of the way this small crack will be an annoyance that is the only thing your mind will focus on and sometimes with dynamics you know sometimes with dynamics they run their course and I'm not saying this is the case for G2 but something's off right these G2 players are all fantastic. You know? I'm wearing a Fnatic jersey and I'm not afraid to admit they have great players. Great players. Every single one of them. But something's not working. Right? Sometimes a dynamic is on its course. But in no shape or form am I not going to respect G2, playing against G2. 
So this Omigma, Wonder isn't great, don't lie. So I'm going to tell you this because I'm going to really, really target you for this. Look what Wunder has done in his career, okay? Rookie year, world championship, okay? Went to Worlds. Took a big shit on, on, on Looper, playing Jace. Won MSI. Beat RNG, tournament favorite, one of the tournament favorites, 2018, okay? It also comes from a good authority because I worked with Wunder. Wunder is fucking good. Really, really fucking good. And just because something is off from what we perceive from outside, you can't judge a player completely off of that. Because I can tell you from experience, sometimes the difference maker can be so damn small and it can make everything fall into place. Sometimes, you know, you play, you, you have a, a puzzle and just one puzzle piece is missing to, to make the picture make sense, you know? And sometimes teams go through that. Sometimes team go, teams go through that. I think the G2 dynamic, having a rough time. It's understandable. These guys, most, the, the majority of the group has played together for quite some time, right? And that's the issue, once again, GMs. Can't listen to Reddit because the the, the Reddit and and, and in general that their short term memory. Well, actually, that's the only thing they have: short term memory. There's no long term memory. You can't really pay attention to it. You can't listen to it because anyone in their right mind that knows shit about league to say that these five players are, are terrible. No, these are players that have accomplished enough and done enough and played at such a fucking high level that they deserve chance after chance until they've been you know driven into the ground I don't think you can single out any player on G2. I think the team is just underperforming and they're figuring some stuff out. That sometimes happens. They have good players and as their competitor, I wish for them to be in their best form. Truly wish for them to be in their best form because it's going to help the region. G2 in poor form is not going to be bad uh, for... Uh, like, it's going to be very bad for the region. And uh, G2 in great form coming into World Championship is going to be very helpful. All of us. You think Misfits is just a one-season wonder? I think Misfits do some good things. I think Razork having a very good split I believe that Hirit is a, a great player I think uh, it helps that he um, you know went to Korea 
in his off season. <laughs> I believe he went to Korea in his off season, played Korean solo queue. I think that's very helpful. I think that's pretty broken. Not gonna lie. He kind of came back with uh, great mechanics. I think that's very good. I think Kobe and Vander have found a role in the team. I think Vitheo has, has potential. Um, you know, winning best of ones requires a hint of luck. It really, really requires a hint of luck. Winning, like, even, even for us. If we, if we didn't have a hint of luck, we, we wouldn't win five games straight, you know? You can be unlucky and lose games. It, it really is the case. Obviously, if you boil it down far enough, it's not really luck. But there are certain variables that sometimes, you know, are tough to calculate. That's why, that's, that's what I call luck. You know? Story behind the Tarek pick. Oh, Tarek's pretty good here. Yeah, it is. You want to pick it? Okay. I'll lock it. What's the story? <laughs> no, no big story. Did I miss the game analysis? We don't do game analysis. I am a competitor. I think I'm gonna give out my my secrets. No fucking way. I don't give out secrets. There's a clear conflict of interest. Yango said that if this game versus Fnatic was the best of three, they wouldn't have lost. Well, eventually they would. But if we would be 1-0, they wouldn't have lost, technically. But eventually they would have lost. 2-0. Hmm, what do we talk about next? We've been talking for 40 minutes. I actually had the pleasure of spending some time with Nukta yesterday. I've uh, really missed him. You know, me, me and Nukta, our careers have been intertwined on, on, on many moments in our... Uh, but Twitch chat quoting someone else is always a bit sus. I know, that's why I, I just made a little joke about it. I hate it when people just say, You know what LS and Nemesis said about you? Like, yeah, I don't believe you. That's bait. That's bait. You know, that's bait. It's, uh, it's, it's really bait. Very rarely have I had conversations with people. And, uh, you know, we've I've never been like at, at, at such odds that it's impossible to have a conversation. You know, I'm sure at one point, you know, I will talk. Like, I would have a conversation about league with, with anybody. I, th I think it would be nice. But I think when people carry others' opinions and they twist them and they may try to just spur up drama, I hate that. I despise that. What's your opinion on LS and, and Nemesis? I can say, like, I think LS is, is doing a massive service for the league community because he's, you know, actively trying to improve league. And he has done a fantastic job of, uh, you know, building an audience. He has done a fantastic job of of selling his uh, ideas, and I think, uh, you know, I commend him for that, you know. This is a guy that uh, puts in countless of hours uh, to the game, and, 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 and uh, you know, I, I think, I'm, like, on my end, I have nothing but uh, respect for that. You know, I'm sure there's maybe some opinions that uh, differ here and there, but uh, I think that's only natural, right? It's only natural when, uh, like, on my end, I have, uh, 
you know, a great interest in the game. I love the game. I have my own opinions of the game. Uh, and in regards to Nemesis, I think this is a player that uh, seems to have uh, improved uh, a lot over, uh, you know, his his spur now playing playing solo queue. It, it seems to be very beneficial to him. Uh, from my understanding, he seems happier. What do you consider toxic behavior from a pro player? Mm. Well, I think toxic for me, the, the line is usually if people are talking with the intent to cause pain. When they're talking with the intent to cause pain, I think that's usually where, where I would draw the line. Sometimes people get angry, people get emotional. And uh, in those moments, you can't judge their whole being for one action. One action, one phrase, one sentence doesn't define your character. They're humans. Sometimes emotions drive our decisions. And our emotions and our, you know, our genetics are not super useful. Like They are useful, of course, but they are, they are not designed for the world that we live in. Forgive me for saying not useful. Of course, our genetics are <laughs> very useful. <laughs> Ridiculous of me to say that. Was, uh, um, spur of the moment decision. Now, you are always in a position where you, you, you need to have empathy. You need to understand. You know, if someone stabs you with the words, the key thing is just to, you know, you reach a point where you realize, oh, I need to pull this knife out. It wasn't my intention, you know? Intention is very important. Your intention. It's like people get angry and heated about something. It's because their intentions are that they care, that they are they're motivated by the decision. They want change, right? That's not toxic, you know? That's human. If a parent gets angry because their child screwed something up, just took his pudding and just threw it on the wall. And he just, we recently painted that wall, Bobby. We recently painted that wall, man. You know, it's just, it's just emotions in the moment, right? And then afterwards, it's like, you can build bridges and you can, I don't know why this kid threw pudding on the wall, but I couldn't think of anything else. Sundays. Sundays, Sundays, Sundays. Empathy is important. Empathy is so important. And the tricky thing about competitive league and, you know, the hardest thing that sometimes I have to face is that the characteristics that the community celebrates and hand-in-hand hand a lot of GMs celebrate due to them following whatever the community sentiment is around the player... The players that are celebrated are egotistical players, are players with big mouths, are players that uh, have big numbers, and uh, that necessarily doesn't go hand in hand with what a great player is. While in team, I want ego to be at a minimum. I want team play to be 
at an all-time high. I want empathy to be at an all-time high. And these are not attributes that the community celebrates. I celebrate this in my teams. And um, this is what I try to cultivate. Who came with the idea of Tarek? I think in the moment Elias mentioned it. Absurd mentioned it. This is a champion that uh, I've wanted them to play for a very long time. And uh, we've played it a couple of times in, in scrims here and there. So, just a decent champ, you know. Not too shabby. Well, you know, from facing G2 and preparing for G2, if I compare it to previous years, I feel like they've lost their soul. A lot of the things that made them very dangerous and scary to play against, I don't feel like they, they are the, the, the same way. And I think, I think everybody noticed in spring that Fnatic and G2, their level of creativity is not being really rewarded in the way that the game is... Uh, played right now. The meta doesn't really reward creativity. The meta doesn't reward creating chaos. It's more about, you know, you know, structure. Like structured play was something that Mad Lions and Rogue uh, really benefited from. So they went ahead and they beat the players that, uh, you know, want to constantly fight, fight, fight and figure, you know, figure things out on the fly and just high tempo, high pace, you know. So we, we had to do a lot of rethinking and restructuring. They already lost most of their last worlds, to be honest. And not really. They're not really. You, you can rewatch the, the Genji best of five, right? They played against Genji, and what they did to them was they made Genji really dizzy. They really made Genji dizzy. And them losing to Damwon is whatever, because Damwon was really fucking good. Really, really good at the World Championship. But I repeat to you guys, when a team is going through hard times with good players, you don't instantly say, this player is now shit. He's just terrible now. It doesn't work that way. It really, really works that way when you're talking about players of this caliber. Talk of a player of Caps's caliber. If you talk of a player of Wunder's caliber, Jankos, Reckless or Mickey, they don't, then don't just turn bad. They didn't wake up one day and say, like, hey, I'm bad now. No. Sometimes... There are some missing pieces, and um, that's the struggle. Right? That's the struggle of of um, of making a team function. It's like those missing pieces. You need a little bit of luck, a pinch of luck. You need to have all the right. Yeah, exactly, Cripple. Exactly. They've built up a lot of fucking privilege. They have a lot of fucking stock, right? They they have a lot of points that they're allowed to lose. You know, let them. They they can grief it for maybe three years. They have three years of griefing in them, and then, you know, we can begin to have that conversation. I would say three years. Yeah, and bad form can occur uh, due to multiple reasons. I know that the next time we face G2, I will, you know, go into that match with confidence, but also with a lot of respect.
I have a question. As a fan, it is honestly really hard to face toxicity on social media about our favorite team player. Sometimes we manage to enter in a toxic discussion on media trying to defend our favorite player. What would you advise us to do? I would advise you to shut down social media. Because social media is... I hate to use this type of language, but it is a cancer. It's not... It's not human. It's weird. Social media is... It's, it's like if, if, if your mind has a diet, okay? If your mind has a diet, then social media is the equivalent of just eating garbage. You're just eating McDonald's. That's, social media is McDonald's for your brain. It's legit social media, like it's just McDonald's for your brain. Social media is designed, <laughs> it really is designed to trap us, you know? Just dopamine hit after dopamine. That's what games are too. Yo, like look at League of Legends, okay? Of course, of course, crap. On my end, I use social media, right? It is a necessary evil. I'm just saying for the general person, you know, that, that defines himself in a place where um, they are actively feeling worse due to social media, then what's the point, you know? I need to use it because it's a tool for me to connect with people and to spread awareness of my stream and to tweet and to, you know, leverage my followers in order to get myself a better deal, right? I need to. I would never discourage a player from interacting, right? But it's important to not linger, not stick around. <laughs> That's my point, you know? But on my point of League of Legends, this League of Legends is just dopamine hit after dopamine hit when the lady says, oh, first blood. You know, this is, yeah, it gets you excited, it gets you going, you know? Every time you kill a minion, there's like a bling, so this is like a casino. It's like, yeah, you just, uh, you um, freaking uh, get money. They, um, they, um, you know, they even made supports get money, you know? Support was such a low dopamine roll because you didn't get cash anywhere. You didn't get money. And the issue was with gold per 10 items, there was no bling, bling, bling. There was no, there was no action going on, you know? Like, like back, back, back in the days, supports got no money. All they did was place wards. And also they got no levels. Levels is also dopamine. You level up, bling, there's noise. Bling. It's like, you know, you enter a casino, right? You enter a casino and there's just noise. Like the, that noise is supposed to stimulate yourself. You know, it's supposed to stimulate you to, um, to stick around. You know, it's like, oh, there's noise and these lights. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is happening and it's good. It's amazing. You know, klepto is the biggest dopamine rune. Yeah, it was. That was like, I'm sure the government had to intervene. It's like, yeah, League of Legends, Riot Games, Mark Merrow, kleptomancy is too powerful of a tool. 
Yeah, RuneScape as well, man. It's just these the fireworks, you level up. That's a fucking huge ass dopamine hit. Fucking um, World of Warcraft, right? Boom! Achievement unlocked! Boom! Achievement unlocked! Boom! You leveled up! Boom! Reputation up! You loot as a fat item! You know, it's just. It's just. It's designed in a certain way, you know? It's, it's designed in a certain way. It really is. Omnistone is terrible. There's no dopamine there, man. <laughs> Point is, you know, yeah, mobile games in a nutshell, that's for sure, right? Raid Shadow Legends. It's just the, every ad starts with, look at this. All this weird ass noise, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible. That's why supports, you know? Supports, they gave them a support item. Ooh, support item. What is this? What happens when I hit the enemy? I get money? Oh, money! I get money! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. You know, it's, everything, is, everything around us is engineered, right? Everything is engineered around us. Freaking, what's it called? Like advertisement. What a fucked up thing advertisement is. They're just planting a virus in our brain. That's what advertisement is. Like, ooh. Water. Ooh. Riot partnering with crypto to bring Klepto back. <laughs> it's just like, like, think about what an ad is, right? He says while wearing a jersey. That's, that's hilarious. I, <laughs> forgive me for being a big ass hypocrite, right? An ad is just. It's a little, hey, look at this product. You don't want it now, but maybe subconscious you think about me. Ooh. Then you see it again. Ooh. And it's, then it's there in your head, in your mind. It's like the Truman Show. It's like a freaking, it's like the Truman Show. Yeah? I guess that's a good topic to move on to. Best of three. The issue with best of three. So let's present the issues. The broadcast quality would diminish. That's for sure. Right? The broadcast quality would diminish. The competitive integrity of the league. is the most important thing for me. So I would love best of threes. It's very important uh, to get as many games as possible and to have the ability to adapt on the day. Like, I cannot imagine how shit it must be to play in North America right now. Must be terrible, man. Must be terrible. Like, it's... The, the reason I think it must be terrible is you play three best of ones every week, man. Oh my goodness. What? Ugh. Three best of ones on separate days. You get to practice three days a week. What? 
Don't you think taking scrims more seriously would be better? What? It's, it's about practicing a very specific aspect of competing, which is adaptation and the mental fortitude to not have any, you know, it's tougher to practice when you have like a safety net, right? If you make a leap of faith and there's no safety net, it's very different, right? That, that reality is, is different. Playing more competitive games will help you in the long run, for sure. The point being is, the broadcast team would have to work a lot more. And second, there's a lot of best of threes no one would give 10 fucks about. A lot of best of threes. But I don't, you know, it's easy for me to say from my high castle of being in Fnatic to say that I don't give a shit about these teams because I've been on these teams. <laughs> I've been on these teams. To be fair, like, I'm thinking about track record in Europe and it's not too bad. A row cut, five games, regional qualifier, splice. There's been moments in time where my team was that team, okay? But all in all, The issue comes, there would be too many boring best threes. That's the issue. But isn't that sad? Best of threes with G2 would have good numbers. Best of threes with Fnatic would have good numbers. Mad Lions, Rogue, they're getting there, right? They're getting there. But then it's like XL versus SK. That's a boring fucking best of three. The casters are going to suffer. And the viewership will suffer. It's a tough question. It's a tough thing, you know. But it's also like I, I like I don't think that's the difference maker. I don't think that's what makes you know LPL better because they play best of threes. Not necessarily. I think the Korean system is great. Well, that happens if you let teams in the, that don't care about league. Yeah, that's true. Point being, you know, I, I loved the Korean system. Because we never had back-to-back -back matches. Why does LCK have best of three then? Well, they've had it for quite some time and it's working for them and they figured out how to do the broadcast. They do two best of threes a day and they go into work on a almost daily basis. So that's super cool. What I loved about Korea was that we played best of threes, never back-to-back -back best of threes. We played one best of three and then a couple of days later we played another best of three. So we could focus on one opponent. That's, that's amazing. We could focus on one opponent. We could focus on... You know, how we would want to shape ourselves for one specific team. And that ability is important. It imp strengthens you for best of fives. It really does. Like here, like week eight is going to be a super week. We're going to play against three teams, right? We're going to play against three teams. And I can't, in that week, because the week before we played two best of ones, right? I can't in that week 
make my team any different for each one of these best of ones. I can give them information. So, Yo, this guy works like this. This guy moves like this. They always make this rotation. This is a weakness. Abuse it. Fuck them in the ass. I, I can't do that, of course. But... Of course, I can give those nuggets of information, but... But I think it's also, at the same time, ridiculous uh, to say that um, best of threes is the only reason LCK and LPL are doing as, as good as they are. I think that's ridiculous. So I don't think it's the only thing. There's a lot of layers to this conversation. A lot of layers that I don't understand. There are some layers I do understand, but there are some layers I don't understand. Because it gets a lot deeper than that. Culture, history, you know, all of these things are very important. Koreans take a day off once every two to three weeks. Um... I'm assuming he's talking about Koreans in general, right? Because pro players here, like at least my team, like we do not don't take days off. We, I take some hours off. That's what I do. Like this is my off time right now. This is my off time. I'm talking the voice of Yumato. I, I, I think it's ridiculous to say only the fact that they play best of threes is the only reason why they're good. It really isn't. The team atmosphere is great. I will not comment on any contract situation. I think what Korea has done great, and I think they continue to produce, on average, the, the most disciplined players and the, the strongest players, um, which is arguable, of course, because like European, there are European players that are playing at a, the elite level. There's a lot of LPL players that play at an elite level. But the key thing here is, I think what Korea has done very well is they've set a standard. They set a very, very high standard for what it means to be a pro player. And um, the path is very clear. What you need to do when you're a pro player is very clear. You don't, you're out. And that is powerful. The standard is super, super high. In Europe, each team needs to set the standard. I have to set the standard. In Korea, culturally, the standard is set. You know? And that's powerful. The LPL, what they have got going on for themselves is that they just have a big-ass fucking player base. 
and they have the most fucking money and they have the most viewership. That is powerful. That is very, very powerful. Really, really powerful. Yeah, the, the, the sheer amount of players does influence it. Like, how many players are there in China? 100 million? LCK has the most viewership? No, it doesn't. I can assure you it doesn't. I can assure you, brother, that it doesn't. How do we set a standard to all players? You can't. You can't. You can't. Europe, Europe is a melting pot of different cultures. And everyone comes from different, uh, you know, nationalities and backgrounds. While Korea is culturally, you know, the, the, like there's no imports in Korea, right? Of course, there's differences between the players. They're not all the same. They're, they're different. They're unique, and you know they make their jokes and they have personalities. You know, it's it's they 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 are, they are the same, but the roots matter. You know? No one gives a shit about Twitch over in China. <laughs> like the Twitch is a little cockroach uh, for China. Do you advise players with champion pools? Yeah, of course. We, we always have conversations about what we think is strong, what we think is good, what we think is missing in our champion pool. You know, it's, it's, it's a constant process of... Um, uh, it's, it's a very evolutionary uh, uh, process. How good is Summit in lane? Actually, Summit as a player is, is very similar to Adam. They are very similar. Summit is a, a very strong player in lane, for sure. I think that the weakness that uh, that um, that Summit has is, and also a lot of top laners, I think in general, is he he, he doesn't know how to make the enemy top laner bleed with the help of his jungler and with the help of his mid laner. Do coaches get burned out too? Yeah, I've been burnt out many times in my life, way too many times. I can't remember the last off-season where I just didn't function as a human being after a um, season. I remember after my first World Championship, I just, I just slept for two weeks. It's the only thing I did. The only thing I did, I was just sleeping. I was so tired and exhausted and done and jet-lagged and burnt out to the bone that... Uh, I was just done. Are you worried that Dignitas is hoarding all the top esports psychologists? I would love to have a conversation with Dadok. I wonder if he would be up for it. But just get to know him. I'm curious about uh, a player like Dadok. Very curious. 
Because often players like this, they get very misrepresented. And now, you know, Dignes has made their statement and uh, the people can just run away with, with some shitty narrative. You guys are asking way too personal questions. I think it was weird what happened with G2, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how it played out because I wouldn't want to change Upset for anybody. I have lots of love for Upset as a person and Upset, the player, is fucking phenomenal. Of course, Crepo. Let's do it. We can bring, out, bring together the whole gang. I'm very happy with how everything played out. You know? Upset is amazing. Amazing. Fantastic player. And the person is also amazing. This guy makes me fucking laugh all the time. And we can joke with each other. We can connect with each other. You know, I really, really appreciate that. I can't fucking believe who in the right mind thought that Upset was overrated. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. <laughs> that to me is just funny. Just some good old funny. And um you know the reason I say this is because I don't know what happened to G2 and I don't know it's because of me watching like the last dance you know but i feel like g2 earned the right you know perks earned the right to defend you know the title but then again you know now that i think about it you know he uh, he probably didn't want to play the carry anymore it was a weird situation really weird situation Uh, it's the same now like people are saying Perks is washed up like what the fuck man go fuck yourself saying Perks is washed up Jesus Christ saying Perks is washed up because he has some bad performances over in North America Jesus Christ man Jesus Christ saying Perks is washed up Why did Whippo change his role? We need to put this question on a picture on a picture of uh, Slowpoke. Will Shaves move to Berlin soon? I'm not so sure, but he's doing a great job. 
What I love about Shaves is that me and him can have conversations about the game. Me and him can have constant conversations about the game. And I love that. I really, really, truly enjoy that. We are screaming. Me and him, we can have conversations about what's going on. And most things we see eye to eye, but having someone that, you know, challenges you is, is very good. We both challenge each other and we are both, you know, doing the research for the opposition and he's doing a fantastic job. This man is putting in the fucking hours. He is uh, uh, communicating well with the players. Very down to earth. No ego at all. I, I, I love uh, working with Kevin. Shaves is fantastic. Me and him, we lethal. Fucking lethal, man. It's good. Tolkien's doing his um, analytical magic. He's uh, building tools for us that are uh, getting more and more interesting by the day. And uh, yeah, he's working over in Japan and the time zone is all messy, but for me it's more important that the man is happy because I think happy people uh, deliver the best work. Uh, will there be matches in the studio in this summer split? Yes, most likely. Like, uh, I know that playoffs is going to be for sure, and I think there's going to be some regular season games uh, as well. Any pet peeves about pro players? I think categorizing all pro players the same is, is, is ridiculous. So it doesn't make sense to ask this question. Yankos played a good game against us, honestly. That game was not his fault at all. Is this team ready to win it all, or do we need more to improve? We gotta improve a shit ton, man. We gotta improve a shit ton. I'm about to round off the stream, guys, but all in all, like, us going 2-0, back-to-back, this just makes me want to work harder. Because we have to fucking work harder. Tifa's taken my elo twice already. <laughs> um, what's it called? What was I talking about? Yeah. When you win, you have to work harder. More eyes on you. People are going to look at what you do. People are going to try to fuck you. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a goal of yours. Right? It, like, the goal of any team in the lead, like in the region, is to beat the team that is considered the best, right? Or considered strong. You know, people say, Misfits are 6 and 1. Yeah. Okay. You can have that for now. You know? But all in all, I know that now we have to work harder than we did before. And then next week we have to work harder than we did before. It's a fucking marathon. We need to keep fucking working hard. We can't let go. We can't ever fucking let go. Nothing. I will never ever make that mistake ever again. That when we're winning, we take it easy. Never ever make that mistake again. So I, when, when I win, man, I'm, I get psychotic, you know? I'm like, oof, we're winning? I need to figure out what's wrong. I need to figure out the next thing. I need to be ahead. I need to be ahead of the curve. We're ahead of the curve. We need to stay ahead of the curve. Because someday someone's going to sneak up from behind, you know? Well, that's important. It's also important to put that emphasis. It's like we're winning now, we're happy, but that shouldn't be the reason why we're happy. You know? 
It's good to be happy. Enjoy yourself. Yeah? It's good to be happy. It's good that you're smiling. It's good that you're experiencing emotions. It's the same when, when we, if we lost, right? You're experiencing emotions. That's okay. I'm not going to tell you to feel some type of way. No fucking way. You get to feel the way you feel. But in the end, business is business. We need to focus on making ourselves better. Whether we lose or we win. We need to focus on making ourselves better. When we're sitting there, we're winning, we're smiling. Oh, nothing changes. Emotions can't get in the way. Never, ever, ever, ever. People always think that anger is a bad emotion. Happiness is a good emotion. No, both, both emotions can be as deadly. <laughs> I can tell you that. How do you keep the mentality in the team at a normal level? The thing is, it's all about the foundation. The foundation of any relationship is set from day one. And when the problems come knocking, how strong is your door? Basically, any relationship will face problems. Whether it is with your parents, whether it is with your significant other, whether it's with your brother, your sister, your significant other, your teammate, your work colleagues, you're going to face issues. You're always going to face issues. Unavoidable. If you didn't have any issues, that's probably an issue in itself. You need to be ready. You need to be ready, and the foundation is the principles that you set from day one. Your values that you set from day one. It's important to make a commitment. Right? You need to make a commitment to one another. If you're in a relationship with, um, with anyone, for example, I'm together with, uh, with Tifa, Elena, right? I am committed to her in a way where I can't imagine myself being together with anyone else, you know? I imagine my life to live with her until the day I die and then also spend time with her in the afterlife. Because if I don't, if I don't function in this capacity, how can I give myself completely to the relationship? Can't. And this applies in many walks of life, right? And the foundation is, you know, the principles that you set from day one, the, the, the build-up that you've had. All of the things that you're doing up until that moment in time when you face problems, this is, uh, you know, where you get tested. And that's when you grow the most, truly when you grow the most. Now we're winning. We're smiling, we're having fun, but hey, problems will come. We need to be fucking ready. We need to be strong. So I leave you guys with that. Be strong, my friends. Be good. Be healthy. I appreciate all of you for showing up here. 500 people in the chat. I appreciate all of you. Uh, no meditation today because I've kept my darling angel waiting too long. We're going to go and eat something nice. And then I'm going to do some patch 11.13 work and watch our games. And, you know, uh, a lot of work to do in the night. I'll leave my vegetables. Yes, Crapo. Yes, baby. <laughs> Let's see if Nisky's still online. Nisky's still live. I'm going to send him. Oh, he's not live. 
Who do we who do we host? Let's just host uh, Southmate. Raid lol self-made. Thank you so much everybody. I appreciate every single one of you. I wish you a happy day, a good day, and um, you know That's it. All the best. We watch Joey Diaz next time. If you show up for next time, Baku 7 Lib, we're going to watch some Joey Diaz. Thank you very much, uh, Mitch. All the best, brother. Take care. <laughs> Can we get much higher? So high, boom, boom, boom.